Grab your popcorn and snacks. Find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Hey everybody, how's everybody doing today? Let me click this thing off so it doesn't come back on on me. My name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the next hour. I'm also the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team based out of Sacramento. We are 45 strong up and down the state, which means if you have, let me adjust it here. If you have a paranormal need, we can get to you. It may take us a while. California is a huge state. So it may take us a while. It may take us a couple days. But we do have mediums and psychics on staff that can call you ahead of time and maybe settle things down at your location before we get out there but we will get out to see you okay anyway i wanted to talk about a little bit about the uh, that uh, missing sub and it's an impression i got i don't usually get like impression i don't usually get impressions from far off you know remotely that's not that's not what happens you just get during my investigations and stuff but what i wanted to say was that um you know the, the, for people that aren't aware right now they, they, they did find parts of this thing like it had blown up you know like, like it had imploded but i've been thinking about the tapping that was heard the last two days and i'm thinking there's a lot more going on with that tapping in that I, I think it might be something paranormal in nature because um i've known people in the navy who have worked sonar on submarines you know and they could pretty much tell what they're listening to because they have like like i do with my evps i have voice samples for everybody right so i can tell whose voice it is even if it's a whisper and that kind of thing and so they pretty well know their stuff. And from the impression I got from the media was that that sonar wasn't or what they were picking up wasn't random. It was like every thirty minutes, you know, tap, 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 tap. And like, I've, and I also read another article from an from from an Navy ex Navy officer that that's a that's a normal procedure for a sub in distress. That in order for the sonar to pick them up, they would have to tap in a certain rhythm, at a certain time each time. So my thought on this was that okay, if this if the, if this thing imploded and, and they were all dead, maybe somebody who passed away on board wanted them wanted the them to find answers to what happened. So I'm thinking that might have been something going on with that with the tapping that there might have been one one of them you know tapping in the from the afterlife to let the rescuers know where the sub was because when they did go in they went into that particular area. And boom, you know, the ROV found them within a couple hours, found, found, you know, found the remnants. So I'm not saying that's what it was, but I'm saying that's the impression I get is that it's possible that it, this was an ethereal thing to lead them to where they were. Okay. All right. That's enough said about that. I feel badly for them. <laughs> I'm an adventurer. I love going out doing stuff like that, but I don't think I would do that. It's, I don't like deep water that much. I really don't. And I remember when I did did the shark cages in Hawaii and I was in the shark cage and I looked down and I thought, Oh my God, I'm too, I'm like 200 feet above the bottom. Didn't like it. Didn't like that feeling. So you know, it's just not my gig. Anyway, if you're watching from Facebook today and you like what you see, please be sure to show me some love and leave me some smiles and thumbs up and all that good stuff. Because what that does is there's an algorithm on Facebook and it puts us up higher in the algorithm. So more people see us. And I get these little notes from Facebook because I've been doing a lot of TikTok, you know, to keep things, I'm using and the Facebook's happy with me every day. They check the, the, they check what I've done so they can put me further up in the algorithms and it's working. So if, if you find it in your heart to do that and you should today, because this is going to be a cool show, it's going to be a really cool show. Uh, please do that. Please leave me hearts and smiles and hand claps or wh whatever you can leave me. And also if you like what you hear and you've got other people in the house and uh, have them come on over to watch the show. Hey, there's this little show. It's a pretty good show. Come on over and watch. That's how we get word of mouth out on the show. So, you know, and everybody's been doing really good with that. Um, also, if you haven't um, followed, please be sure to do that. YouTube, same same process. It's a whole algorithm thing. Show me some love over YouTube and all that good stuff. Keep me up in the algorithms and everything's cool. And if you haven't subscribed yet, there's 641 videos sitting over at YouTube, all on different topics. I'm a journalist. I'm a photojournalist. I love to do different topics. I don't like to stay on the same thing, right? So you're going to get not only paranormal stuff, you're going to get, um, you know, 
what I call new stuff, like on the sub, well, I kind of threw the sub out there, but you know, like on spousal abuse and things like that. So yeah. And the other thing I did, because there's so many videos over at YouTube is that I decided to put them under categories. So they're, they're in, they're in files now under categories. So they're easier to find, because if you go to my front page on YouTube, it'll give you migraine. I know I've had to do it where I've had to search out old videos and stuff. It gives me a migraine. So you can go in under topic. If you want to talk about UFOs, alien abductions, boom, there's a file for that. You want to see Nancy Mass's stuff? There's a file for that. So, I mean, it makes it a lot easier. And I'm just about done putting everything in, <laughs> putting everything in files. It's a lot of files. Okay, that being said, um, July 9th, I will be kind of doing a seminar on haunted locations in Northern California that you can visit and not have to pay to go into. You know, there's just places like the Woodland Opera House that you can pop into and talk to the employees about, you know, uh, about the ghosts there or the various hotels. And, you know, we, and every, every place I'm telling you about, we've investigated. So during the presentation, I'm going to show you the evidence that we got there. Right. And these places, these are places you might want to stay overnight, maybe have lunch or whatever. But um, it's a great thing. You know, summer, summer is here and people are going to want to explore. And I know you guys are in the ghost or the ghost hunting and doing stuff and. If I could give you a list of places to go, it'll be a lot easier for you, right? So you know where to go. I can tell you where to go. Huh. Okay. Also, I'm teaching a, a special Ghost Hunting 101 class on Saturday the 8th because I'm looking for new members. And I'm very I'm very um, meticulous about training and, and about how people operate on my team. So you're looking at about three hours worth of, of, of training on equipment. You're looking at three hours of training on, on procedures and how we do things. And then you're looking at a, at a ghost hunt too. So I can see how, how you do in the field and give you a chance to really work with the equipment. And then we'll evaluate you from then. And if you like what you know, if you like being around our people and, and working the way I like to work and you want to be part of this team, we'll go from there with other team members talking to you and whatnot. So that'll be Saturday the 8th. And then Sunday the 9th is that is the Northern California go see a ghost thing. Okay. All right. That being said. I'm a photojournalist, and uh, I've taken those abilities into ghost hunting with me. And my guest tonight, Shannon Taggart, has some really cool photos. I've got about nine photos I'm going to share with you that she and I are going to share with you tonight. And uh, it's dear and dear to my heart because I've had a, a, about four or five instances over the years where I have picked up ethereal, stu ethereal stuff that's not like full-bodied apparitions, but I have picked up ectoplasm over the years ectomist, ectoplasm, you know, and it's, it's been a unique experience. And I remember uh, being at the Woolen Opera House with, with one of our, our psychic investigators, Sabrina, and she was channeling uh, this Polish opera singer who likes to frequent all the opera houses here in NorCal. And she says, she's right in front of me. She's right in front of me, take a photo. And so I shot a photo and sure enough, I got, uh, I got like, like about six, six good sized white splotches in front of her face ectoplasm right so it's echo and then down in the basement where the chain where the changing rooms are in the makeup room sabrina again was standing there and she had i don't have the photo up right now because I'm, I'm doing changes on my website but she had her arms outstretched and she kept going oh they're all at my feet i can see them all i said who and she says they're, they're the people from from here the actors and actresses they're all at my feet they're all at my feet so i took a photo and i got an ecto stream that went all around her feet and you can you clearly see this ecto stream that I picked up, so it's really cool, you know. The other one I got, we were out investigating uh, at a bar <laughs> on the, along the river, and it was around probably midnight. And Karen and I were going in, my you know psychic medium Karen Clark and I were going in. And as I went in, I, I thought, man, I'm going to shoot a picture of where the security guard is standing. And when I shot the picture, I mean, this was a warm night. This is like August, right? And when I shot the picture to, and started looking at it. I had ectomist in there. It was really cool. I shot four photos. Two of the photos had ectomist. The, the other two didn't. So I've had some experience with this. What I usually do is uh, the, what, the, that ITC water method where you put a, a black pan of water down and the psychic will stir the water up. And you put a bright light and have somebody hold a bright light over the top. You shoot with flash into this thing. And the psychic will, will ask questions and stir the water. And I've, I've picked up a lot of faces with that, where um, one in particular in Placerville, it turned out to be a former owner of the house. <laughs> you know, so those are the techniques I use. But Shannon's got a totally different technique than 
than I've ever even thought of. And I'm excited to talk to her. I love to talk to fellow photographers anyway. So without further ado, I'm going to bring Shannon in. And like I said, I have some, I got some of her photos that she can share with you to explain, you know, what the process was with these things. Because some of them are really, really, I mean, they're all really cool, but but they're, they're really cool photos. And wow, I'm going to have to try some of her techniques. I've even done the thing where you shoot in a mirror and, you know, you get a reflection of something in the mirror that's behind you or over on the side or, or maybe it's off to the side of the mirror. I've, I've done that bit too. And um, Sierra Nevada house, I did that. And there's supposed to be a little girl that runs around there. And I shot into a mirror and over my shoulder, you can see two little girl's legs dangling underneath the table. And there's nothing. When you look at the top of the table, there's nothing at the top of the table. So, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff you can do. So let me bring Shannon in here without further ado. Hello. Hi. I'm so excited to talk to you. Oh my. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Your work is so fascinating to me. Thank like that, you. In the intro, I've been trying to do that stuff for years and you don't always get it. You know, it's, a, it's been, I've been doing it probably about 18 years on these investigations and you get lucky sometimes and you get really cool stuff. Yeah. That's about the, about, I started in 2001. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. About the, yeah. A little, so now a little bit over 20 years, but yeah. So tell me about you. You started in 2001, but there's other things too. You're, you also do other types of photos, right? Uh, yes. So I've worked as a professional photographer, although since COVID, my career's changed a little bit and I don't do as much assignment work anymore, mm -hmm. but I've done a lot of assignment work for uh, magazines and newspapers and advertising and public relations, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And what got you into doing spirit photography? Uh, well, I started a project at a town called Lilydale, New York, which is, mm -hmm. it's a town that's home to the world's largest spiritualist community. Uh, so everybody who lives there is a spiritualist. Um, and there's many mediums in the town. Uh, and so I I really didn't know much about spiritualism or I knew nothing about spirit photography. I didn't know anything really about the paranormal at all. I just thought, oh, this is a quirky little town. Um, and I was drawn to it because my cousin had gotten a reading and she got a very dramatic message from our grandfather. And so that's what drew me in. And um, then the spiritualist taught me that there was this thing called spirit photography and <laughs> I learned that spiritualism also played this huge role in American history mm -hmm. and it was an American religion and that it helped with the women's rights movement. And there were all these very famous intellectuals who are involved with spiritualism and this, all of this blew my mind, but the, mm -hmm. I was truly shocked to find that there was such a thing as spirit photography because back then in 2001, that wasn't really talked about very much. And now mm -hmm. it's, it's, you know, with the internet and there's been exhibitions and a lot of scholarship done on uh -huh, it since uh -huh. then. But then I, there really was very little, I think it, in the late nineties is when it started to be rediscovered. Uh -huh. um, so that really blew my mind. And so at first I approached the project in a very straightforward manner. Uh, but I started to get all these, you know, I had a couple happy accidents, you know, happen with my camera where I got effects that I was not intending. Mm -hmm. And um, then I started to play around and be more experimental, such as like how, you know, I've been on ghost hunts before, too. And I love right. the um, experimental nature of those situations where you're not necessarily trying to get a good picture. You're you're kind of trying to play with the energy. Sure. Sure. Well, you know, it's been my experience running teams for years that I've run them, that there's always one person on the team that has a certain knack to get photos. You know, and, and it's, it's, it's never, <clears throat> like, I mean, I, I can get them, but I have another person on my team that, I mean, she gets, you know, she, she, she'll have orbs coming down in real, I mean, I'm talking like the kind of orbs you can't, you can't dismiss. Yeah. You know, coming down stairwells and stuff. I mean, she gets stuff all the time. Yeah, and you obviously have a knack. I mean, you you have you're one of those people that has a knack. Are you are you psychic in any way? I mean, yeah, I how should I answer this? I mean, I guess through my photography, I would say that's the way I'm most intuitive. Mm -hmm. um, but 
I have, you know, because of the project, I've done a lot of work with a lot of different mediums and I've gone to classes. And when I am around, I, I really believe in like the group mind or the group energy thing. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. if I'm in the right situation, I can actually get messages and have meaningful um, information come, but I don't do it on my own. Okay. I actually, yeah. um, I try to be as, I like having one foot in both worlds because I mm -hmm. think that keeps you really sharp mm -hmm. about things, you know, so I don't pursue psychic study in my spare time. Mm -hmm. Okay. But when I am working, I'm, I'm, I have like, um, a complete openness, right. but also like a complete, I try to keep my complete skepticism in, in, in the air also, mm -hmm. because, um, I don't want to lose my horizon line because right. I, I have been in situations and I'm sure you have been too, where it's like, it doesn't seem like something's going on. And then um, it's more like, you, you know, you can, you can lose discernment easily because mm -hmm. the, the, the situations are so ambiguous, I guess. Yeah. How I would yeah. Say it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, you know, I'm fascinated by what you do. You know, funny because a couple of your photos, because this was really big in the late eighteen in the late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds. Yeah, and a lot of that they try to debunk. You know what I mean? The, the, those debunkers are out there. You know the 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 photo of the gentleman with the plasm coming out of his mouth. I have seen those before. Because there's some from the you know from the early 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 photos. Yes. Yes. And to me, it's now it's a lot more plausible because. To me, they, they, they were debunked back then, but who knows? You know, and then you know, who knows because they didn't have the like, same equipment we have now. But seeing it from somebody with with modern equipment that's getting that stuff, it's impressive. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, I mean, I it's and I think you know, in so in the book that I did, uh, mm -hmm. which is titled Seance, there's a lot of different types of pictures. Mm -hmm. So there's some where I'm you know, being a bit more experimental and trying to play with the medium of photography. And then there's somewhere I'm being straightforward and trying to photograph like the art and the, the mm -hmm. apports or, you know, and then some is kind of more like just straightforward portraiture or storytelling pictures. So there's like, a I, I kind of took multiple approaches to tell the story. Um, so yeah, but the, yeah, so that the the experimental ones that that's definitely a huge part of the work. And and like mm -hmm. you said, I've I've done also experiments with water, like you said, with light right. and putting right. the hands in the water and um and orbs. I tried to experiment with orbs, and there's an orb picture in the book. And mm -hmm. um yeah, tried to I learn so much from people like yourself who are doing this often and bringing all the gear and like like regularly experimenting I, I was actually became very inspired by um the ghost hunters that i met and how they were using their cameras or what they were what they were looking for and what right, they right. were playing with yeah somewhere i have footage from a hotel that i did only it's video footage where this where the same the same psychic i was talking about the Wilden opera house she's in the room with me and i could see the orbs in there and i just thought okay maybe it's dust you know fans on maybe it's dust so i had to turn the fan off but I had her actually tell the orb what direction to take. Yeah. And I caught it on film. I caught it all on, on, you know, video to where she'll say, okay, come over to my left hand. And then yeah. there it is. So, I mean, I like to experiment a lot when, when I'm doing this too. What, what, what is your, I mean, everybody has a favorite technique. Mm -hmm. What is your favorite technique? Um, I like to play with uh, long exposures. Okay. You know, um, because you know, and a lot of people say, oh, it's just a blurry picture, but mm -hmm. I don't know. I, 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 I've played around with it so much. I really do think there, I, I like to get a synchronicity, meaning like I'm doing a long exposure. So anything can happen because my shutter's mm -hmm. open, but a lot of times what happens will be an exact synchronicity to what people are actually saying is happening. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And with, when you do a long exposure, you can't really control how things are going to render. You think you can, but it's it's kind of like, you know, the shutter's open, so you can't really control much. Right, right. And um, so I'm very interested. And, you know, I I like to say that, you know, part of one of the primary elements of a paranormal experience is time behaves 
differently. You know, people have time slips or time seems to um, not be like regular time, you know, like you have the sense of coming out of time. Mm -hmm. And so this idea of time and, and, you know, I, I'm also too, when I'm doing that, I'm open to playing as an artist rather than I need to find evidence. Mm -hmm. Like it's in the spirit of, okay, whatever is going to happen is going to happen. Do you know what I mean? So, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I just, I just find it so fascinating to talk to somebody else that's doing this stuff because I like to, well, what type of equipment do you use? Um, so I started using film uh-huh. and now I use a Canon um, Mark IV, you know, okay. digital. Ooh, big time. Ooh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, yeah, my, you know, my husband's a photographer also. So uh, we, we have a lot of gear. But that, you know, so I'm I'm digital now, but which is makes it easier because you know I can shoot a lot more. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're shooting film, you shoot less. Right. And Absolutely. also you can get a lot more detail in your shadows. You know, there's a lot more dynamic range in raw files these days than mm-hmm. there is in film. So um, so I can go deep into the shadows and get kind of all that detail. Cause a lot of times I'm in dark situations. Um, so yeah, I mean, um, so yeah, I've just, I've just kind of been in like a, a playful um, kind of mode. Oh, and one thing I wanted to ask you is sure. this has never happened to me, but I've heard this story many times from um, people such as yourself who go on, um, you know, go to right. locations when you see an apparition, if you do, mm-hmm. and you try to take the picture of the apparition, often the camera will jam or not yep. allow you to take the picture. Has this yep. ever happened to you? Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely, absolutely. Even doing a cemetery tour with Nancy Matz, I remember my mother was with me, and my mother had abilities. And so she was this one area where they, I guess there was a lemon tree there at one point. Mm-hmm. and Nancy didn't say it until after my mother noticed me and she goes well there's lemons I smell lemons and this is at this point Nancy knows well that was a hanging tree and all this so I'm shooting photos camera jams I step over like four feet camera's fine step back in that spot camera jams so all kinds of weird stuff like that wow you run yeah. into it all the time yeah I've had um batteries drain yes and I did one time I had my camera take 300 pictures by itself in my bag. And I, I don't know how, how that would have happened. Right. I, I, I mean, I've never had that happen in all my years of being a photographer, except for this one time. And it was, I had just left a medium's house and I came back and there were 300, just, just blank pictures on my camera. Something's messing with you. The other thing I found too, is sometimes if you do see an apparition, and you take a picture of it, it won't, it won't show up either. I mean, you run into that too. It's like they put up some kind of, you know, some kind of shield where you, you can't pick them up. Right. So often if I'm getting anything at all in the picture, it's not anything I saw with my eyes. Right, 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 right. Absolutely. Yes. yes. And you also work with infrared, right? Or you, or you work like. Yeah, I have a, a color infrared camera. Nice. Nice, that, nice, nice. Um, you know, it was a, it was converted. So it's a digital. And um, I, I played around with that a lot. Um, oh, for a number of years, I haven't done mm-hmm. I, I haven't done much with it since, but it's really helpful because some mediums sit in complete absolute darkness. Yes. So you can be in complete absolute darkness as long as you have an infrared light set up. Mm-hmm. So it allowed me to take pictures in the complete darkness, which is strange, you know, so you have to set up and focus before. Right. Um, but yes. then you really don't know what you're, <laughs> it's very hard to tell what you're taking pictures of. I used to shoot with a film camera, shoot infrared. And as if people don't understand what you're dealing with, because you can't load the film normally, it has to be in a pitch black room. Yeah. You got to be really careful. And then the filter to put on the front of the camera is horrible. I mean, it's so deep, 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 deep color that you, and you're right. You have to, you have to focus before because you can't see through the camera to, 
to focus or aim. <laughs> I mean, yeah. there's just no way because it's so dark. And I did do, I did early on do a couple rolls of actual infrared film mm -hmm. and it fogs so easily as well. So a lot of mine got fogged. Um, so, so yeah, like using the digital infrared is, and it's better. interesting because it's color, you right? Know, it's not black and white. Right. It's an experience. I mean, to do what we do and have done it all these years, you know, and to make that transition from film. Because a lot of these people out here are going, what? People have film? You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know to make that transition between film and, and digital is, is something altogether different when, when you're shooting. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, and I mean, yeah. Do you tend to use flash or no? Um, only when uh, like rarely, but I mean, for the most part, I mean, it just it totally depends on the situation, I guess. But okay. like, not in a seance, I would never use a flash. Probably. No, obviously, I would not, just no. go by. A lot of times, they use colored light. You know, mm -hmm. it's um, you know, a lot of them aren't like super pitch dark. Right, 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 right. So yeah, I mean, it just depends on the situation. I was thinking back to you talking about you know your first experience, you know, in, in that town. And I'm just thinking with, with all the mediums and stuff there, I mean, that place was lit. <laughs> yeah, it's a really, um, Lilydale is kind of, it's very timeless. Mm -hmm. I, it, the whole town feels like a time warp, you know, like you feel like you're in another era when you walk in the gates. Oh, and, that's cool. Um, yeah, I really love it. It's, it's very, it's a very unique place. And um, it really, I mean, it, it's very Victorian, but it's it's not just even of that era. It's just there's something very timeless about the, um, you know, and it's very it's on a beautiful lake and it's in an old growth near an old growth forest. And there's a healing temple and they do message services. It's it's a really um, very interesting place. That is really cool. Now, when you shoot um, in the dark like this, are you using a tripod or you do or are you doing the whole human tripod thing? Um. Yeah, often I'm I have a tripod. Okay, yeah. that makes sense too. Makes absolute sense. Well, it's interesting. I I love I love talking to you because I mean we have this in common. You know that, that we have that common thread. And I have gotten some like I, like I said I have gotten some very interesting photos. You know over the years, and that doesn't happen all the time. I get, I guess I get lucky. You know, mm -hmm. it's just like you're in the you're right place at the right time, and they just want to be seen. You know. Let's look at a couple of these. Let's look at some of these photos here. Okay, guys. Um, and Shannon can kind of talk about these photos. So here we go. Let me pull that one. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's um, that was a medium who was, uh, I think he was ending a trance session. Yeah. So that's an ethereal stream right there, guys. Yeah. Right. And it was ta taken in um, France. Oh, cool. Very cool. It's interesting because I never thought about like like some of the energy that these mediums are putting out. You know, these photos you have, I never thought about that until I saw your photos. Cool. This guy. Okay, next one up. Hello. You gonna be cooperative? Come on. There we go. Oh yeah, that that's um, one of the accidental ones. So. Um... That was, I, I was in a seance and everybody was saying they saw this second face right next to this woman's face and that it looked just like her, but it wasn't her. And they thought maybe it was a spirit. And I was just trying to make a straightforward picture. And I got this accidental picture, which, um, you know, I mean, I had a long exposure. At, I, I think I was on a tripod, but I wasn't trying to, to you know, do, I wasn't really going for a motion picture. I was trying to make something mm -hmm. very straightforward. Um, so this happened by accident, but it was funny to me. It was very uncanny because it, it was exactly what people said was happening mm -hmm. that I couldn't see with my eyes. So this is one of my early accidental photos. It makes me think about the legends of the doppelganger. Yes. When I see this. Yeah. That is really yes. cool. That is very cool. All right. Oh yeah, that's um, she was a student who was um, entering a trance, and I think they put uh, they put out um, 
some incense to see um, if anything would happen around her. Wow. That is really cool. Very cool. And what was this shot with? This wasn't done in infrared, was it? It wasn't, huh? No, that was just uh, regular. Regular. Digital. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah, that's an old one. <laughs> Definitely somebody there. Yeah, I forgot about that picture. I don't know where you found that. You did a deep dive. I was last night to like old newspaper articles and stuff, and I was pulling stuff last night too. Yeah, I totally forgot about that picture. That's, That's a woman named Sylvia who I've done a ton of work with. She's a really amazing medium, and she's also a like a spirit artist, and so she does a lot of painting and drawing, and she does her own photography. She does her own video. Mm -hmm. That is really cool. Now, this is the one I was talking about, guys, um, because I've seen similar photos like this from, like, the late 1800s. Oh, yeah, that's Kai, that's Kai Mugi. He is um, the most famous ectoplasm medium in the world. Wow. Look at the hand. Now, is he exhausted after that? I mean, obviously, the thing, you know, it's coming right out of him. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he is because his seances are like three hours long and he gives wow. like an hour lecture before. And um, it's like a really um, like it's a commitment going to one of his uh, sessions. Because I, yeah, I know they get exhausted and then that's got to be exhausting. That's got to be exhausting. Now, I've never done any experiments. Well, as far as ectomist, I've never had any faces in there. Or done experiments with smoke because I know a lot of there's people that work with smoke and take photos as well. But uh, this next photo is interesting, really interesting. Oh yeah, that's a smoke one. Yeah, yeah. see, yeah. I'm gonna have to start experimenting more with smoke. That yeah, cool. um, I've done. It's one of my favorite things to do is the smoke. Um, you know, you if you get somebody to use a vape, mm -hmm. this was actually smoke from a fireplace, but. Um, uh, I've done a lot of interesting stuff, especially if it's a cold night mm -hmm. and you're out with, and somebody has a vape, you can actually use your own breath too. But if you guys can't tell, depending on who, where, where you're watching from, there's a face right in here. Very cool. Now tell me about the picture of the swan or the duck. Oh yeah. It's a swan. Okay. Swan. Yeah, I was on a boat in Lilydale, so that's on Lake Casadega. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I just got that. Um, it, it was a misty day. See, even animals have auras. <laughs> that's cool. Very cool. So you didn't do any anything with the camera. It was just a straight shot, right? Uh, yeah, I think there was probably some fog on the lens, but mm -hmm. um, I didn't like... Um, paint anything no it's just like a straight there's no manipulation right right i'm not i didn't say i'm just saying i'm just saying yeah. you know, let me make that clear for everybody yeah and you know what's sad about this field too is that you know what you shot you know what under what conditions you shot it yeah you know and so when you put these things out there there's always that group of people that are going to come along and go oh no 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 this is this is this is this and you know damn well what you did you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it can be frustrating to, to, to do this kind of photography. This is cool. Oh, yeah, that's a healing. It's coming off it, her head right there. In spiritualism, they have a... It's, it's based in the mesmerism, you know, mm -hmm. because... There were actually at Lilydale, there were uh, mesmer, mesmerism healers before spiritualism even became a thing. So it kind of, you know, that whole laying of hands uh, healing kind of became part of uh, spiritualism. Hmm. That is so cool. And then last one for, the, for this run. There we go. Oh, yeah. 
yeah, that's uh, that's a medium named Gretchen Clark. She's a fifth generation spiritualist, and um, all of her sisters were spiritualist mediums as well. And this is she's the first person who I ever um, was able to photograph giving a reading. Absolutely fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. Now, um, have you noticed certain? Hang on, let me get this off here. Here we go. I almost clicked you off by accident. Here we go. I did. Ah, sorry. Have you ever noticed uh, or, or keep an eye on the weather conditions when you're shooting these photos to see if there's some kind of link to what's going on in the atmosphere? No. I mean, uh, yeah, I have never paid attention to that too much or astrology, although one medium that I did work with, she would only do her seances at the full moon. Okay. Uh, so... You know, I don't know. And I did take a picture of the full moon after her seance, but right. um, and I did get really interesting pictures that night, but I don't know. I mean, I've never um, I just kind of go with the flow about like whatever mm -hmm. other people are planning because I'm not planning these events. I'm just like attending. Right, right, right. The reason why I ask is that because uh, part of you know what, what I do with the ghost hunt is I'm monitoring the weather every half hour Oh, to see if there's some kind of link to activity during certain types of weather you know if it increases on rainy days or whatever you know and so i can have a record of that then then my team as they're going through if whoever's taking photos or if i'm taking photos we're always marking the time we took it you know to make sure we know oh. so i can correspond it all so do you find uh does you know rain or thunder and lightning affect rain, rain affects it damp days affect it overcast days mm. there's definitely more i guess electricity more emf in the air i would think you right. know, to, to, to cause more to happen. But that's why I do it. You know, so if I, when I was talking about this thing I'm teaching, you know, to get people involved, I've seen yeah, it's very meticulous the, the way we do it. Because I like to keep track of everything to go through. What has been the most satisfying thing for you uh, doing this? Um, well, just putting everything together into a book and seeing it all and like, um, also being able to, you know, because a lot of people have different approaches to this kind of subject mm -hmm. matter. Mm -hmm. And it took me a long time to figure out, like, you know, I took a lot of time in my book to let everybody have their say. And I, I did over 60 interviews and, um, you know, like compiling all that and seeing all the variety, you know, that, mm -hmm. that was really uh, the, the book, and also there's a lot of history I added into the book and um, there's historical pictures. And so like seeing it all together, I think, you know, and contemplating this, you know, mystery that a lot of people in our culture discount or don't want to look at or think about, mm -hmm. you know, so it was putting it all together in this um, dramatic statement, I guess, was the that was the most exciting part for me. Interesting. Now you're, you said you said your husband's a photographer. Does he do work like this, or is he just? A oh no, he was a food, food photographer. <laughs> oh, that's so fun to do food. Oh my god, that's fun. Yeah, that's. A, I just started getting into food photography recently. Oh yeah, so it's yeah. fun. Yeah, it's it fun is. to make it look nice. It's, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, so tell me when, when you go out, like like when you decide to go out and shoot this stuff, how do you prepare for it? Or is there special preparation you go through? No, I, no, not really. I mean, I guess now, nowadays I'm more interested in just working with um, certain people who I'm closer with, whereas before mm -hmm. I would just go anywhere and do anything. And mm -hmm. um, now I'm, I'm more interested in just working with people who I find, who I vibe to. And like, I, I like their practice. I like their intention. I like sure. the way that they conduct themselves, you know, early on, I just would go anywhere and do anything. And I, now I'm just a little more discerning. That was my next question was, do you find that you do you find you get better photos with, with certain people than you do with others? Um, yeah. Or I find I just give different effects from different people, you know, mm -hmm. and um, it's very interesting because you can use the same shutter speed and the same camera and the same situation and different mediums, mm -hmm. you know, you get different results. When you do this, how many photos do you usually take? 
well, if it's if it's like a, a long seance where I'm just sat in the chair with my camera, like it might be mm -hmm. a couple hundred, you know, sometimes it'll only be like, it'll be a short amount. It just depends on, um, I guess it just depends on the vibe of the event. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, do you do a prior, I mean, like with ghost hunting, when, when, when we take photos and we want to be able to show people, you know, that, hey, this wasn't here before, then it showed up, and it's not here now. Do you take them in sequence so that you can prove that? Uh, yeah, I, I have some sequences, yeah. Yeah, and um, yeah, especially like a medium in trance, I'll do like a series of pictures, and they might look like completely different in all of those different pictures. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What's been one of your most favorite shoots that you've been on? Um, wow. Well, I really was one of my favorite places in the world to go to is a place called Arthur Finley College, which is a spiritualist learning center. And um, it's kind of like the Hogwarts for spiritualists. It's this big, um, beautiful estate outside of London. And people go from all over the world to study spiritualism. And so you're it's a very intense time, like you'll have a week of classes and I find I love being immersed there um, and they do, they do paranormal week and they do like experimental week. I did like a experimental spirit photography week there. Uh -huh. um, and so like just being in that intense environment with a group of people for a few days, that's, I really like that. Now you mentioned that you do the ITC water technique as well. Have you gotten any, any good results with that? Yes, there's a there's one in my book that looks almost like a face coming into the water. And then also in my book, I did an experiment at Loch Ness. Wow. Okay. Yeah, and I got a cool picture there. Now, when you go to evaluate that, because people don't realize what it takes to, to go over that, you know, to evaluate that because the, the, the images are small. And that's what people don't realize. I mean, you're looking at like, you know, little minuscule images. Do you, do you kind of map it out when you're going across the, the water? Because that's what I tend to do is map it out in sections. Mm. Um, no, I mean, I guess I was just kind of playing around. So I didn't, okay. I didn't do anything that intense. Right. Because, yeah, I'll take like, like 20, 30 photos of a session with that. And that's just, whoa, takes forever to get through. Wow. Yeah. But, I mean, you can get, like I said, I've gotten faces of people that previously owned the houses in the 1800s. Wow. That's, that I picked up, you know, yeah. doing it. It's a fascinating technique. Um, since you like to experiment with techniques, have you done anything with mirrors at all? You know, um, there, there was a, a group. Did you, have you ever heard of the skull experiment? Yes. So they had this thing called project Alice where they, that's how they did their video is they had two mirrors mm -hmm. facing each other and they were filming a feedback loop, mm -hmm. right? So I have been wanting to set up a Project Alice um, situation, but I have not done yet. I have tried experimenting with mirrors, but I couldn't really get it the way I wanted it, which was kind of like an indirect feedback loop, you know, like right. where the two mirrors are just seeing each other, you know? Mm -hmm. And then I wanted to put something like maybe smoke or something, but like, I just, it, it, it's kind of going to be tricky to, I don't know how there's diagrams of the project Alice. Um, so I'll have to, but they, they did a video with that and that's how they got a lot of their really crazy video stills. Have you brought anything home with you? No. And see, yet. have you, because in spiritualism, yes. they don't believe in that. Yeah, and right. I know ghost hunters, it, it's totally different and it depends on the group, but like, what are your thoughts on that? And what do you do for protection or what do you, I can tell because my house is haunted anyway. Mm. So I can tell when something comes back with me that doesn't belong here. So what do you do? Sometimes after a couple of days, they realize that they don't belong here either. And they'll just leave. Mm. Otherwise, my neighbors are used to it. I'll open all my windows up and my doors and I'll yell to kick them out. Or, you know, if they came through the car, take them back over to the place, over the car door and just, you know, send them back. 
So do you do any like protection rituals or anything like that? I do. In fact, I carry a, I wear a medicine bag when okay. I'm out mm -hmm. for protection. But I do do stuff here. I'll, I use sage here. I'll use different herbs here. You know, where, where I'm using like, uh, like, like frankincense and myrrh mm -hmm. to calm things down. Um, sea salt's really good. You can put sea salt uh, at every entry point to keep them out and kick them out. That's good for the energy in your house, too. If you're yeah. having issues in your house, yeah. So I'll do that with the sea salt. But luckily, since my mother's passed away, it's kind of, she, she kind of, I think, I think she rules the roost here. Because mm -hmm. I haven't had anything different here other than my, my normal relatives. But I have brought stuff home in the past. I mean, it's, it's kind of crazy when it wow. does happen. Just stuff will get knocked off the counters. And, you know, just like in here, I'll hear footsteps behind me walking around, you know. That's what makes it creepier, too, because the screen's back here, right? So I've, I've got my backdrop, and then I can hear people walking around back there. Wow. I'm sitting here at night. So, yeah, I have I, I have done that. And it's always a practice. to. One of the things we do when we leave a place is we'll either sage everybody on the team or we'll all stand right at the door and say, okay, whatever you are, you know, you got to stay here. This is where you live. You can't come home with us. And then, and then exit. So when you're going to these places, are you ever trying to do a clearing for people or you're just trying we to? We do. If they request it, yeah. And depending on the circumstances, yeah. We will mm -hmm. do a clearing. And I've gotten some interesting video doing clearings. You know, um, not so much, you know, seeing ghosts themselves in the video, but things that have happened with the media. Because I'm sure you've seen some different stuff too. You know, physical stuff that, that happens that you don't expect is going to happen. Now, do you think that, do you think there's a difference between ghosts and spirits? No. No. So, but like, I've heard, you know, I've heard some people say, you know, ghosts are more like, more like a recording. Right. There's, I mean, there are some differences. There's different levels. What do I call levels to it? Right. Because, you know, you get the ones that are, that are on the recording and they're on the playback. And maybe like my grandfather, but I don't see him. So I'm just saying, for instance, every every Saturday night at 7 p.m., he would take a bath. So he would be walk down the hallway, do his tub thing, and then walk back and, and, and crawl into bed. And so this went on for years. And that technically would leave an imprint, you know, of him walking back and forth. Right, so you right. Got that repeat thing going on, even though yeah. he doesn't do that. But I'm just saying, you have that, you got the imprints that, happened um in the in like like if the house is made out of wood because you know wood and plaster and all that will hold energy so if there's turmoil in the house or, or, or something you know that goes on for years you're going to pick up on that i've even had cigar smoke like you know come from the walls wow technically where you could smell it and that's because it had let you know for years and years they smoked cigars that left an imprint in the walls of the building and then you get the ones that are able to communicate with you you know, you, where you can have almost a conversation with them, you know, where they're aware of you being there, which which makes it even more interesting. Wow. And then you and you know, you know, and it goes from there. But um, I think they're the same thing, except they have different labels. Right? Are they? Yeah. Are they? Yeah. Or like at certain times they behave differently. Yeah, they behave differently. Yeah, different yeah. behaviors. Different behaviors. Have you run into you know when, when you when you talk when, when you when you work with these mediums, um, are are there some well like you said earlier oh there we go my internet's weird because we're all on Comcast we're all on Xfinity here, and with all the news that's going on it'll do weird things like blinking us out to where Mario goes. Um, do you find that there's certain uh, and I think you might have said this earlier but do you find that there's certain mediums that you prefer to work with? Uh yeah for definitely. Um, because I, I'm, I really, uh, you know, the longer I work, the more I realize like it's really, um, intention is very important. Mm -hmm. And so I'm really drawn to people who are working cause they're trying to be of service or they're trying to, you know, create healing or bring something mm -hmm. positive and not just, um, you know, don't have a bad attitude or like are a little bit sketchy. Right, right, <laughs> <You know>? right. <laughs> have you run into any mediums that tend to see negative stuff? Um, well, honestly, no, not in because I've been mostly working with spiritualist mediums. Okay. 
and they really focus on the light, you know, but I know, um, I have met spiritualists who try to, um, you know, help low level spirits get back sure. to the, sure. to the light. And that's kind of controversial in spiritualism because spiritualism is like, no, we should just be working with the higher and, you know, leave right. them alone. But then there are, there are light workers who want to go and help those. Do you ever do any of that? Like trying to release them or get them to the light? Absolutely. Yes. 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 In fact, I don't have it on video or camera and I'm really mad about it, but, uh, went into this one house and, uh, Trish, uh, Flores, who's one of our lead psychics. Um, there was, you know, there was a younger guy that, um, had burned down to his original house is the way the story went that Trish told me. And unfortunately when he burned the house down, cause he was mad at his mom and dad, his mother was in the house. So he had a lot of guilt feelings. Mm. So he was stuck, you know, he was stuck there. And so we went in this little room and uh, she started, we started talking to him and we're trying to cross him over. And Trish is sitting on the couch and, and on the chair and she goes into a trance and her voice gets deeper, you know, obviously cause she's, she's taught, she's what she's in. And it was the first time I ever saw her get physical as far as what she does and that as she, as, as, as she got him to cross over and, or as we got him to cross over in the light, telling him his, he's forgiven his mother's over in the light, you know, and all this, she stood up and held her hand out. And then she kind of pulled, she didn't move, but she, I don't know if he had her hand or what was going on, but she kind of leaned off to the left with her arm like outstretched. And then as he went through, she fell back into the chair. Wow. And that's the time you think, well, dang it, I didn't have a camera rolling or anything. But you can clear, I, I caught it on audio, the whole thing. And at that point, I'm, I said, Trish, are you okay? And she goes, yeah. But I actually saw her get up. And, and then not only get up, she was pulled out of the chair, literally pulled out. She didn't bend her knees. It was one of these things where you could see her, see the movement go forward and her hand was out. So it was kind of cool. Wow. But yeah, we will cross over if if the client requests it. We will cross, you know, we will make the attempt to cross them over, or if they're in torment, you know, if they're, if they're upset over something, you know, to try and convince them, hey, it's okay, you you can go now, it's all good. So we will do that. But I mean, we don't walk into like haunted locations. I don't believe in doing that. Like like some some hotels in different places, they don't want you to get rid of them because they're attracting you know people in. So um, unless we have permission to do it in places like that, we don't do it. Right. You know, so. What's the most haunted place you've ever been? Oh, my. Um, probably this place out in the gold country called the Murphy's Hotel. It's in California? Civil, yeah. Civil War stuff going on. You know, just the Civil War was fought out there. General Grant stayed there. And it's funny because upstairs in the uh, old part of the hotel, if you look on the rooms, there's like names on the rooms of the famous people that have stayed there. A lot of them were on the Titanic. <laughs> a lot of these people. You know, John Jacob Astor, you know, and people like that that stayed at this hotel. Wow. But you get that. You get the you get Civil War people. We, I, I have footage. Oh, you might, this might interest you too. I have certain video cameras that will blur up when there's spirit, when, when there's a ghost nearby or a spirit. And so I decided to do a seance with Jose and one of our psychics in this ballroom. And in this ballroom, the employees will shut the drapes, you know, they'll set, they'll, they'll put everything away and they'll walk in there and the drapes will be wide open. Wow. And it's like poltergeist, the chairs will be stacked up, you know, and they hear noises. And so I decided to do this, this, this thing in this ballroom and I, I got some motion detectors and put them around the, the you know, further out around the perimeter of the table. Cause I thought, you know what, if anything goes through, we're going to be able to tell when they come and go. So I'm filming Jose and all of a sudden he gets blurry right in front of me. Wow. And I move the camera, right. To show, you know, to, to show that it clears up after I get it off of him. And, I, and then he's, 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 he's blurry. And I said, Jose, you're blurry. And he goes, yeah. And I don't feel good. Oh, that happened once on a shoot I was on too. Tell me about it. That it was me. I, I felt a little sick and my friend was, mm -hmm. Um, filming me and she said you're getting blurry on here mm -hmm. yeah you got good i call mm -hmm. it goose by a ghost but yeah <laughs> <You got goosed. laughs> so yeah so jose says i don't feel good and then sharon our, our, our psychic at the time says it's grant grant is here 
and you hear Jose, I have it all on film, and you hear Jose go, you, sir, you do not have permission to do this. I did not give you permission. You need to go. The second he says that, he clears up. Interesting. And then I had another incident, because I started out filming a TV show, was what California House was. And I was working with another group. And another Gold Country Hotel we were up at. And the psychic was sitting in a rocking chair by a window. And she's very quiet anyway. And she's like doing this and she's rocking back and forth. Well, I noticed every time she, she goes back, she gets blurry. Wow. And I mentioned it. And I said, you know, you're, you're blurry when you go back. She said, I know I said in something. And she didn't want to let it in, all, let, let whatever this was in all the way. So I got like 25 minutes of her going back and forth. And then she's talking about how the, the husband's having an affair down the hallway. And she's sitting here pregnant looking out the window. Mm. But I got all that footage. That was my first experience with somebody, with somebody getting blurry like that. So it's interesting the stuff you get, you know, mm-hmm. when you're out in the field like that. What do you think, um, out of all the photos you shot, you know, of this stuff, what's one of your favorite ones? Um, uh, well, oh, one of my favorite ones because it's, uh, I think it's a beautiful photo, but it's also really meaningful. Uh-huh. is there's a woman named Sharon Harvey and she's a medium in England. And uh, I had taken pictures of her in seance and she said, well, you know, I, I want you to not take any long exposures because people just say they're meaningless. They're blurry. They think I'm uh-huh. cheating. Right. So just come to come, but just t- take fast photos as fast as you can. And I said, okay, I'll make, I'll put it up as fast as I can. And, um, I'll try to be as careful as possible with that. And so then um, she started her seance. And then at one point, her spirit guide addressed me when she was in trance and said, I want you to take one long exposure and I will show you my mask. And I took one picture and it's a perfect, it looks like a mask coming off of her face. Wow. And it's also really beautiful. It's like, red and pink and um i really i i I love the picture for because it's meaningful Mm -hmm. it was this weird experience but also i really love the beauty of it fantastic so do you find that people are open to your photography or you know are are you do you run into bunkers or oh yeah i mean you know and i'm not trying to prove anything or use them as evidence Mm -hmm. um but i find and you i'm you know, with this type of subject matter, there's a lot of attraction repulsion. Like people are really interested and really curious, but also like there, a lot of people are very turned off by it or um, freaked out by it. So they don't want to go near it. And especially in professional photography, a lot of, right. um, a lot of those uh, photo, uh, you know, photo people don't like it at all, you know, Um so, yeah, I mean, that was was so shocking to me because I thought all this stuff was so interesting. But like I've had a lot of really bad responses also. Right. Right. I can understand that. Yeah. And lenses. Let's talk about your lenses. What type of lenses do you use to shoot this? Are you using a regular 50 millimeter lens on there or, or what are you doing? Um, I usually have a zoom on okay. because if I'm in one seat, I can't move around. So. Right usually like a 24 to 105 or a 24 to 70 something in there. Does it mean? Do you say, are, are these mediums open to you taking photos or, or like you say, there's like, like, like the one said, well, don't, you know, don't, don't take this type of photo. So are the mediums that, that you tend to get these photos of, are, are, are they open about it or do they tell you, Hey, I, I'm not in the mood for this. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, cause I've been doing this for so long. So now you know, people in spiritualism know who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't use one photo in the book that people didn't want me to use. Mm-hmm. Meaning I got everybody, I said, are you okay if I use this photo? Can I use this photo? Like, cause I didn't want to put anything in people didn't want put in. Um, even though I know a lot of photographers don't work that way. I just felt like it was really private stuff and if they didn't want it in the book I wouldn't put it in the book and um but everybody said yes to everything I wanted in the book so I didn't have to compromise at all fantastic I really admire you for doing this 
Thank you. I wish I lived in your town. I would love to go out with you and do this stuff. You know. Oh yeah. Well, um, it'd be a blast. I'm in Minnesota, but if I'm ever in California, I would love to come along. I'm, yeah. Where I mean, are you in Sacramento? I'm in Sacramento. Yeah. All right. Well, if I ever get out there, you know, if I ever get, yeah, if I ever get to Minnesota, it'd be fun. Well, to go yeah, I, I hear that there's a good ghost hunting group here in, um, I'm in Minneapolis, St. Paul. So mm -hmm. yeah, please let me know. <laughs> they can always use some photographers, believe me. You know, it's, it's, it's when people just don't realize, you know, they see this stuff on TV and they think it's so easy to get this kind of, you know, these kind of apparitions and stuff. But it isn't. It's 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 actually hard. It's it's few and far between. Yeah, yeah. To get this stuff, and then when you do, you're all excited. Like I remember, um, the same psychic that was at the hotel in the rocking chair. We were at the Wilden Opera House, and we were just walking in, and she just happened to take a photo, and she got an apparition walking down the aisle. Wow. And that whole night, of course, after we got home, who slept right? Because you're on the phone going, "Oh my God, do you see this?" What is this? You know, you're going back and forth because it's it's like a major high to even get to even get something. Wow! And people don't realize that because they see it on TV and it looks so easy. You know? Yeah. If you want to, if you, if you if somebody wants to get into this type of photography, what do you tell them? Um, just experiment. I say like, there's people ask me all the time, what kind of camera? I said, you can use anything. I've seen. Mm -hmm. You know, people use iPhones and point and shoots and plastic cameras and Polaroids. And, um, you know, it's really about you and your state of mind and the spirit you bring to it. And um, and yeah, like find a group of like minded people and just play around. And that would be the best way. Remember the old um, Sony Mavicus? Yes. Or Tractors. Yeah. <laughs> People laugh because they didn't have a lot of, uh, of uh, megapixels on them, but man, did they, did they could pick up some really interesting orbs. Yeah, cool. I love them. Um, yeah, I love like seeing the people who, you know, that's what's interesting about the orb stuff. The practitioners who are really serious about it, they get these really compelling series of orbs where they're directing them and asking them to do things. And yes, and the orbs that have faces. Yeah. I've got a couple of those, you know, yeah. so it's, it's interesting. It's an interesting science to be in. Yes. So uh, you've, you've, you've got a book out, Seance. Yes. So let's say you're standing on the street in Las Vegas. You're on the strip. Yes. And there's other spiritual photographers out there as well. Yes. How do you get people to take, to take a look and buy your book? Um, if there's other spirit photographers, then I have my book. Mm -hmm. Uh I don't know. I mean, I guess, <laughs> I guess just try to talk about it and show it like. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's see if there's a comment in the chat room. Maybe there's a question here. Let's see what we got. Okay. No, they're thanking us for being on here. Thank you. You're, oh. you're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. I want to thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. It was fascinating. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And I could pick your brain all day with this stuff. I really could because, I mean, I'm, I'm fascinated by it. Okay. Well, I'll come back anytime. Fantastic. What's your website? How do people find you? Um, it's my name, shannontaggart.com. And, uh, you know, you could, there's links to my books or my book. I have a mailing list. I also host an annual event in Lilydale, New York every July. And so mm -hmm. I have that event posted, too. And so if you want uh, to keep updated, you I'm also working on a new book. Um, and so if you want updated, I have a mailing list and everything is on my website, Shannon. And I have Instagram and Twitter. And so it's shannontaggart.com. Fantastic. And you know what? After the show, I'll send you a couple of mine to show you. Oh, yeah. I love that. In fact, I forgot to mention, um, I was on the stage at the Wounded Opera House and I was shooting photos from the stage. And I caught a green mist, ecto mist, moving wow. around the audience area. Wow. Very cool. So, yeah, I'll have to, have to share some with you. All right, Maybe Shannon, thank you so much. And have a great rest of your evening. And, yeah, we're definitely going to have you back on at some point. Okay. Thank you. Have a and, great uh, night. Look me up if you get out here. All right. Oh, I will, for sure. <laughs> okay, bye. bye. All right. That was really cool. And, uh, you know, 
being able to talk to a fellow photographer who does this, it's, 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 it's great. I mean, there's so many techniques that you can try out there. And so, you know, and again, you know, like with anything else, you have to have controls when you're shooting this stuff too, you know, just even like we do with the ITC, you know, everybody's got to be quiet in the background and stuff. Cause at the same time, we're getting EVP as we're doing the ITC, big, big mouth hole, EVP, IBC, ITC. The other thing I forgot to do earlier was I forgot to say the two things that I have going on in July, you know, the, uh, the uh, Go Study 101 training course and the uh, Northern California come visit, I call it come visit me course, you know, uh, it's going to be at California Haunts Meetup. So you have to go to California Haunts Meetup, California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team and meetup.com to participate in those and then look under events and it's all there. Anyway, thank you guys for coming tonight. I really appreciate it. Again, if you're watching from Facebook and you like what you see, please give me some thumbs up and show me some love. And if you haven't done so already and now you want to follow us, feel free to hit that follow button. Same thing with YouTube. Hit, you know, hit that subscribe button and I'd really appreciate it. And just like the thumbs up and whatnot. You can also find us not only on Facebook under California Haunts, YouTube or California Haunts or California Haunts Radio. Doesn't matter either one. Uh, Twitter, we're Cal, we're, I believe we're California Haunts. Twitch, we're Cal Haunts. Uh, we're also on Instagram under Ghosty Gal. We're also on TikTok under California Haunts. So we're everywhere. You can find us. So if you need help with anything, anything paranormal, we can do that. And I'm talking cryptids, UFOs, whatever. We can get out and help you with that. But anyway, I want to thank you all for coming tonight. And again, if you if you like the show, share it with five people. If you hated the show, share it with five of your enemies. We're equal opportunity here at California Haunts Radio. We just want to get the word out about our show. Okay? That's all we want us to get the word out. Anyway, thank you so much. Tomorrow is Casual Friday. Nancy Matz will be, medium Nancy Matz will be with us. And we're going to be talking about dreams. You know, there's a difference in dreams. There's regular dreams and there's lucid dreaming. So we're going to be talking about the differences in dreams and how you can tell which state you're in. All right. That'll be tomorrow, 6.30 p.m. Pacific, right here, as always. All right. So I will see you guys tomorrow. Have a great evening and uh, bye. <laughs>